0: Dungeons and, and degrees. Whoa! <laughs>
1: Whoa, more degrees.
0: <laughs> Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian.
1: And I'm Alex.
0: And we have another special guest. Special guest, introduce yourself.
2: I am Daniel Draper. Long-time friend, first-time visitor, I guess? I don't know.
0: (laughs) To you. To you, Adrian. Yes, yes, yes.
1: You're a stranger to me, Daniel.
0: Fair enough. The main reason I kind of brought you on here today is because you were one of my first, like, kind of official dungeon masters, so to speak. I've had, and I played with my father a couple times, but, like, once or twice in the span of 13, 18 years. So it wasn't, like, real in-depth playing. But, yeah, kind of, like, tell us your experience with Dungeons & Dragons.
2: Ooh, uh, I think that was actually my first time DMing, too. Yeah, I uh, no, I had done it, a, like, one or two times before that. But uh, it was difficult because we didn't have the, uh, the rule books on hand. We had to quickly try and find some PDF rips from them somewhere online while we were there in that like, communal hall or whatever it was on that floor of Coleman.
0: The, like, the first... Oh, no, when we played? Yeah, those... or yeah we... when we played. Yeah, that was on the fifth floor, I think.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they have those communal spaces because mm-hmm. the dorm
0: rooms are like those little prisons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and our showers were communal. and.
2: You yeah, know... that's gross.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, I didn't know it. I was just like, wow, a shower that's not my home. This is crazy. College, right? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until later till I realized, like, man why why would i ever do that like the coleman dorm straight up smelled like boy I don't that's know. a fair, well, fair description like,
1: yeah. the outside of that hall smells like boy like you can't walk past there and not be like there's a bunch of dudes in there
0: <laughs> yeah just a tower of men uh tower <laughs> of testosterone
1: <laughs> Ugh, i don't know if testosterone would be the word i would use for some of those boys Uh, no but funk maybe funk yeah definitely
0: funk just a tower cigarettes and funk (laughs) (laughs) yeah no like yeah the like the front door of (laughs) coleman hall was straight just people smoking and like they like for some reason they called it the bat cave and they named it like sense of community i guess but there was always just a Mm. bunch of people just smoking out front smoking cigarettes and sometimes yeah, that's west texas
2: for you it wasn't cigarettes <laughs> sometimes it wasn't you're right but yeah that was the place where we started to play sort of an ad hoc thing we had a couple people i don't know how well we knew everyone then uh it was you and me ryan ben
0: and
2: kendrick and no, i think just kendrick
0: kendrick came Maybe. in yeah and then we had greg off and on and then mystery off and on
2: uh the mystery was way greg and mystery were much later on yes yes, i feel like greg kind of just walked
0: in at one time i don't know how he
2: got there honestly i don't remember
0: i don't know either i think it might have been ben it might have been it might have been but anyway so i knew i knew ryan because i was like one of those volunteers at the very beginning i manned the door essentially the the elevator like what floor are you going to wow and then small (laughs) elevator boy okay yeah (laughs) i'm an elevator boy that's what i did to move in early
1: Raider, welcome.
0: Yes, there you go. That's the official title.
1: I'm sorry. Howdy, howdy, raiders. Howdy, yes. Texans. Something it's definitely like that.
0: Howdy, raiders. Ugh. Um, I need like it was like Raider Raider Welcome Week or something like that. I don't know. It's been it's been years. It's been years since I've been there. Eight. Holy crap! It's been eight years. <laughs> wow. Oh god. Look at me now. Time flies. I have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then i think ryan and ben knew each other from a class and then you knew ben. well you were all a lot
2: of you were on the same floor as well no uh, well, we
0: were not on the same floor oh really yeah no i ryan was on was was 11 ryan and I was on 7. ryan and
2: frankie and then oh, they're roommates eight, uh, Oh, frankie and then kendrick and aaron were on the same floor yes. as them yes yes oh really and then i think Ben, ben, Ben was, was he might have been in one of the dorms. He might have already been moving out into the house. Nine and then thousand. you were i oh, just on another
0: floor, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was by myself. I just kind of, I'm like, wow, this guy's a cool gamer too. Cause they were hauling up PCs and I, like, friend, <laughs> friend, kind of thing. <laughs> so lonely. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you move out of your parents' house and, like, wow, nobody's going to cook for me. Look at all this. <laughs> Dining Bucks I have. Yeah.
2: I mean, you touch on a good point. There's a reason people gravitate to sort of those tabletop games because it's very communal. And and that's why I think you see it kind of pop up a lot for not necessarily already established friend groups, but people kind of seeking each other out for those experiences. And college is a great place for that. So, I, think... I mean, they could be parties, but, I mean, D&D works, too. Yeah, works exactly. Too.
0: We, we, we weren't really... We didn't do much other than drinking D and D, but we had like eight hour sessions or something like that.
2: Yeah, that's another that's, a, that's an issue with it. Uh, the it, it's uh it's rare to hear of uh, uh, like a one hour session or something. It's a it's a heavy time investment, and uh, if if you don't if you don't get free stuff off the internet, it's a it's a pretty hefty monetary investment too.
0: Yeah. For the most part we just did Uh, in stuff.
2: Yeah, I think most people are resourceful enough or at least willing to try trial stuff and can get most of the stuff online anyways with uh SRGs and stuff. Oh yeah. So I think that's not a horrific hurdle, especially for anybody who's under seventy. So
0: (laughs) you should see some of the fifty-six year olds that to work with. they're older and they're just like i just don't get this phone i'm like i don't either uh let me see it oh this is easy all right and then i have to baby talk them unfortunately it feels real bad but i'm trying to teach you to help you it's gonna be us one day you know i know they're gonna be like what you don't understand this hollow phone and you're like i was literally gonna say hollow (laughs) phone." too much cyberpunk man too too much. much On your implant, grandpa, (laughs) are you ready for the implants, Alex?
1: You know what? I'm here. I refuse. I don't know if it may be something that I'm just holding on to my youth, or like I refuse to not be able to work technology, not to throw Michael under the bus. But he's (laughs) uh, sometimes I have found features of technology like on our phones or whatever. And I'm like, hey, have you seen this? And he was like, how did you know? I was like, because I, I still play with things. Like I'm like learning them because, you know, that's what I want to do. I don't want to be the old person that's like, can you help me turn on the projector? Oh. No, no.
0: That happened all the time in class. I was like, why isn't it working? I'm like, just turn it off and on again. And sometimes it okay, well, works. On.
1: Let me talk about that. Okay, go. There's a whole different feeling about being in front of a class of 30 to 45 under 20-year-olds that makes me dumb. <laughs> so, like, trying to figure out how to turn the projector on in a room I've never been in, in under two minutes made my anxiety go through the roof like I thought I was gonna have a panic attack because I was like I can't turn this on I can't figure it out oh my god they're gonna think I'm dumb they're not gonna listen to me and then my authority in this room is gone
0: this is a common (laughs) thing that's happened to you or is it Um, like, like once or twice
1: I mean when I so I taught a freshman I've taught freshman seminar classes for three semesters and it's the same every semester like oh my god I can't get this technology to work because every semester I've either been in a different room or like this year I was online so like trying to figure out components to blackboard while I'm in the middle of a class sucked
2: you don't have to worry about that anymore
1: no blackboard
2: Blackboard
0: going the way of the dino
1: that's exciting but sad sort of
0: what, are they they replacing it or what's going on? Uh, I think on? a lot of people use Canvas now. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I was in school when Canvas was starting to creep up on us. Or I just never used Canvas, and that was supposed There's some to. Some insidious use things about it too,
2: though. I yeah, can tell when you go off page.
0: Ah, like alt tabbing out. Yeah, I love it. Censor me, Big Daddy. Some
1: feelings about all of that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but I get a lot of teaching feelings anyway. So I've got a lot of stuff. Like who cares? Okay, She's got let a lot them of
0: cheat. Feelings, Whatever. guys. <laughs> if, you,
2: if you can put it online, it's fine.
1: It's fine. I, you're gonna be able to find it when you're in a job. Cool.
2: Yeah. You're type in the yeah. wrong answer after you cheated. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the worst. Be like a, like a, I don't know. 62 or
0: something and you looked every answer up i've seen i saw a tiktok where it was like you're doing online class you can just cheat i did it's like she got a failing <laughs> yeah. grade still i think i've seen the same thing yeah to get back on track for the most part me and daniel's first time playing was i think the year you brought like 27 skeletons or something to the battlefield it was a lot yeah and we were yeah. we, we couldn't figure out opportunities to use of attack because we were like, wait, does opportunities of attack proct opportunities of attack? I mean, we were learning so be a lot the... of
1: skeletons, a yeah. lot of skeletons, a
0: lot of skeletons. We're learning on the fly. Yeah, it
2: was also a throw uh, a hastily thrown together session, uh, with
0: done without a DM's manual.
2: Oh God, it, it was heavily stacked against us night. Like, it was just pretty impromptu
0: stuff. Yeah, and then I you I remember if. Uh, if you remember this too or it was just a figment of my imagination that you wanted like well you know if you all died i would have taken your characters to make them into enemies um but the only person that survived that night was kendrick's character hey he hopped on top of the mausoleum
2: and then jumped the fence and ran
0: yeah but he did that right away he abandoned you guys immediately yeah i think turn two actually yeah yeah, because everyone else was just like trying, like we can do it. <sighs> He's like, no, oh, this looks I can't do this. Ran. No, he was correct. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 through the power of friendship, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know what we we're doing for the most part, but we've had we played for oh, I want to say almost the entirety of our college career together.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we started off in three point five. We played Pathfinder a little while. We had access to fourth edition. We played that. How long did we uh, play Not very fourth, much, though. Yeah. Not very much fourth edition. But we skipped. We did play. We do we play 5e. I mean, we still do occasionally play 5e. Yeah.
0: Which hopefully we can start up again when I have more time. Yes. See, he wants to. Because this that now we won't have
2: people who work weekends all the time. So we should be able to do actual regular sessions. Now.
0: True. I was the one that usually worked weekends. I was usually like the. I think out of our friend group, I was the only one working at the time at the uh, early stages yeah. of college. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like you guys would like wait. And then I, this was the one I was working at Sam's West and we'd start at 2am and then we'd play until the donut shop opened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that actually. Gosh, there was, we did the uh, and then like, not sleep. Yeah. yeah. Or sleep horribly and then come back and play again. Another like 10 hour session. Yeah. Those
2: were, Oh God, long, long addict level sessions.
0: Now, as a new-ish DM, or, like, when I started DMing back then, I didn't think th- that far ahead. How, how would you be able to DM 10-hour sessions? Because, like, I personally don't, I've never had done that. I don't think I did. Did I?
2: I mean, spaced out, not in one sitting. We haven't done that in a long time.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: I think on average, we look at about four hours. hmm I think that's fair. Yeah. How are you able to do that? What is your
0: magic? In terms of
2: planning? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Uh, It depends. It depends on what the the group is really feeling. I I feel like we are more committed to sort of those regular sessions with a a shared game space and with a continuous DM for at least a short period of time. Mm -hmm. That's normally how we operate, even if we don't finish something all the way through. So to have an extended story ready is important. But having sort of looser scenarios and encounters ready, a variety of them that will fit into what the players want to do is important, because you can't. I don't. It, it depends on the group you're with, but railroading people almost never, never seems to work out particularly uh- well. <laughs> people want to actually explore their own options, unless unless it's within the confines of the, of the established scenario. If, if say, for example one session they're trapped in a haunted house you thought of any ways that those particular characters might get out or something and you have answers for that so that they're contained within that haunted house or something like that i don't just that just as an example off the top of my head because they could always see something and just be like nah and back out and run away you're not ready for that and the truth is when you're dming you're never going to be 100% prepared for what people want to do and ultimately because it's a game of imagination you can't completely cut that off from people you can't say no you're not allowed to within reason you can't just say no this is my story you have to play it otherwise you wind up with instances like that guy who uh guest dm'd for us the one who like "Eh, you don't have a choice i'm gonna hammer nails in your eyes
0: (laughs) yeah we talked to him last episode oh okay (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no i think i've attempted to railroad y'all before and I got frustrated because also it was impromptu and I just like I built a whole dungeon now go into yeah. the hall and yeah. it was like it was a fight in all honesty how that encounter should have gone would have been like hey guys I only prepped this can we I know, I know it's like not really part of the whole story but this was just kind of like what I have from prop two and I think it might've gone a little bit smoother for sure. If I had kind of explained myself and why I wanted this to go down. Yep. Um, Um, But I didn't. I tried to shove your head down into the holes and it didn't work
1: out. Yeah. I think the problem with that is that like, you're trying to set up boundaries in a time where maybe we're not so good at setting up boundaries. So like, you know, our general discourse nowadays is okay. What are you comfortable with doing? Here's what I want to do. And we're approaching DMing from that point of view. But like when you're starting like every other facet of your life, you're like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. So let's do everything. Yes. Let's keep going. It's, you know, two o'clock in the morning and I fuck it. Let's go. Rather than being like, Hey, you know, I know you want to do the thing. We can do it next time. But this time, like this is what I had prepped. And then, you know, not trying to spoil any magic behind the scenes of like, this is what I'm doing behind the screen. And Here's what I really want you guys to do but you know it's I guess trying to balance keeping the magic, keeping everyone happy, but also creating a boundary that you as a DM want to do.
2: Yeah. and that's not, that can be difficult sometimes but yeah you just have to kind of let them let them go.
0: I'm a much better DM than I was before. I'm ready to accept all consequences but also <laughs> to deal out all punishments that are necessary. <laughs> In case
2: someone say goes murder hobo when they're
0: supposed to be neutral good.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a lawful good monk. I'm good. And then just start kicking people's teeth in. (laughs) Homeless people. Beating them up when they don't
0: tell you what information you want. They're going against my creed. (laughs) It's my creed. (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) We laugh, but it's, it's literally happened to us. It's the kind of thing that can drive you crazy.
2: And not like, uh, oh, God, what was that? Mazes and Monsters Crazy. You guys ever watch that movie? No. I think it's sitting at a solid sub 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a Tom Hanks movie from the 80s. Uh, (laughs) Really plays into that whole, when he was a college student, actually. It's it's, it's probably worth a whole episode on its own (laughs) if you guys want to, like, stream it and watch it. Because you can watch it for free, I think, on YouTube. But it's uh, about Tom Hanks going away to college playing a game called mazes and monsters that drives him insane and makes him satanic it was uh, a <laughs> satanic panic stuff uh he loses his mind convinces himself he is his character gets lost in like some underground area i think he dies i actually don't remember how it ends
0: well i'm glad you didn't you ha- left us a cliffhanger so yeah maybe we should do that for an episode
2: <laughs> yeah it has to do with college has to do with the 80s satanic panic Outside perspectives on on an insular culture, so almost, and a very very clear stand-in for Dungeons and Dragons. They just didn't want to get any licenses or or get sued, I suppose, and just called it Mazes and Monsters. But it's it's a hundred percent just D
0: That's not a dragon. It's a mragon. It's pretty
2: on its face, kind of. I think. Yeah, actually, hold on. Yeah, I I just pulled up the the Rotten Tomatoes page <laughs> for. Yeah, just the immediate that pops up is it's reefer madness but for the 80s and dungeons and dragons <laughs> oh boy there's a whole scene where his mom's like don't play that game again you know what it does to you he goes mom i'm not gonna i'm like yeah. oh tom hanks you're gonna be in so many better rules
1: <laughs> i do really like that that's an easy trope that people still pull out is the like dungeons and dragons and connect it to like cultish rituals and you know Murders and whatever, and it still happens now. So, like, I don't know if you guys watch Riverdale, but on the off chance that you do, they no. also had a. <laughs> uh,
0: I've watched. Oh God, no. I've watched. I like an my episode, trash. And there's like that. What it was G and G, right? That's what they call it. It's
1: G and G. It's Griffins and Gargoyles.
0: God, there's a whole cult or something behind it.
1: It's a whole thing. It's a. It's a. It's a whole thing. As many of the plot lines in. Riverdale tend to be but it's an easy out I guess especially yeah like you said having an outsider perspective of what d is like we know it's not anything like that but you know if you have that I don't know small town mindset of like kids playing around one table for 15 hours at a time doing spells
0: that's the devil's work
2: <laughs> yeah, i just never understood that honestly it just doesn't make much sense
0: yeah i don't i mean was just the other craze that they had was like cocaine and reefer like and they're like hmm. well at the time it was sort of sat- satanism infecting the youth because they don't want to listen to us and go to their room and do their
2: chores when we tell them because they had all these things like like they thought metal like i mean have you seen any of those uh those testimonials uh like D? I forget his name now, but uh, the guy from Twisted Sister having to go to court and say, like, no, my music isn't telling people to worship Satan and murder people. Yeah. They they thought everything was making the kid was corrupting the youth from music to Dungeons and Dragons. And it didn't help that occasionally I think there were like two murders or something committed by teenagers. They like, yeah, we did it because of satanic music or movies. So people latched on to it. And that's always going to be a thing. Old people will look at young people and say something's corrupting them because they're not like
0: me. <laughs> why are you so different? It's all them video games. Goddamn Chatta and their TikToks. What is that? Fork knife? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What, what What is going to be our craze? I can't wait. Can I just blame a random thing? to, to like, this is why the kids aren't listening to me. Not because I have high expectations. Brain dances. Brain dances. Okay, you <laughs> have been playing too much
2: cyberpunk. Yeah,
0: I almost said psychosocial. What? I don't. I don't even know what that is. Cyberpunk. It's a like
2: good song. Psychosocial. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, 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 yes. There we go. Slipknot. That's what I was thinking. You know, the, music like that, and like they wear masks and shit. That doesn't really help the case at all, but. It's still a cool performance. I've seen them live. They're amazing. They're very visual. Yeah. Their little drum platforms raise and go down and go up and go down. And you're like, <laughs> wow, this is crazy. Hydraulics. What's that? But yeah. The devil's work. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it's the devil's work. My apologies. But yeah, I think for the first time, like I was so messy. I wasn't the DM I was today. Like I don't, because I've made so many mistakes in the past, it helps me figure out, like, yeah, now I know what to do proper, or this is what I should be doing, and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the same with everything. You're going to get better as time goes on. It's okay to, to make mistakes as long as you learn from them.
0: So I want to talk about something I, I like, one of my favorite D&D moments. I think, I'm pretty sure you're the DM, and we had a guest. This is with Greg and Mystery, mm-hmm. and you had that that little trap where you're like, to get past you have to give blood or something like that.
2: Uh, I think I remember that it was like a weighted thing. It was a statue. You had to stick your arm in it, and you could only yeah. It needed like a total set amount of blood.
0: Mm, I th- this was just a bowl, I think. Oh, It was a bowl. Okay. And I don't. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. And the other way to fix this riddle was to heal it and oh um, yeah yeah i remember this and we were all just standing around and just trying to discuss it and then i'm like uh, i'm just gonna shoot the new person and then <laughs> it went into a whole thing where greg defended mystery and nobody was backing me up and the wizard they were just standing in the corner and i was just like shooting and running away The little rogue boy a little halfling rogue boy uh, and then I think Frankie was the wizard, if I'm not mistaken. And he, like, yeah. thunderclapped us just to each corner. Like, all right, we're going to wait. We, we need to rethink this. We're not going to kill somebody. I'm like, I'm bored, <laughs> though.
2: Yeah. Uh, you guys went straight to murder, murdering each other before you went to maybe using. It was 3.5, so doing an inspection or or anything really you were playing a rogue yeah you should have i think we did
0: and we failed or somebody failed and i'm like well i don't know Oh, maybe i don't know because like we're pretty good on that stuff but also i stayed back for the most part because i was gonna die usually um
2: i think uh we were rolling we were still rolling stats then we weren't doing point buying yeah so yeah i think uh which I still like. I think it adds great variety when you when you roll the stats instead of doing point buy-ins. It's a good way to cut out min-maxing. I find it more thematic. Uh, you, you can have more role play with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Me and my friend Grenchen did that. We did roll a d20 six times, and you can't change the placement. and It goes from top to bottom.
2: Oh, that's awful. I I hate that. I yeah. I like the the one in the player's handbook way better. No,
0: no, this is just the, like uh... like. Like, top-tier, like, memeing, pretty much. Yeah, that that is a meme. If you
2: can wind up with ones in every stat, and then you die when you start the game.
0: You won't die. You'd just be really, really weak. You'd be, like, a sickly child. I'm pretty sure if you get reduced
2: to one or... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's if you get to reduced to one or zero or something like that for any stat, something happens. Like, you go catatonic if it's intelligence or something like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you just... I don't know. Just still in life. Just like a vegetable at that point. But the greatest journey... It would be a really
1: interesting, I guess, way to play a character. To have, you know, one ailment in one of your stats. And to sort of build something around that. Like, all right, maybe I don't have any wisdom. So, what happens there?
0: Yeah, that's the beauty of rolling for it. Just not using stat buying. Because the variety is huge. You can have things that... Or, like, your two dumpstaffs are something like con and intelligence, and you're, like, super weak, but you're super strong, and you can dodge. That's all you can do. And the rest of it's, like, oh, I can't see anything because my, my perception's shit, but, man, can I dodge a trap because my dex is maxed out. The variety of a person and how they kind of play it out is, the possibilities are greater that way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just like, yeah, I'm your typical monk, or I'm your typical thing. Like, even that, like, I've had it where I've rolled, I literally rolled four D6s, and I didn't get anything, like, a t- the total amount above a 10. I think I got, like, or the, above a 13. Most of it was, like, 8s and six, and that was with adding the extra D6. It was bad. Yeah. It was so bad. I was the weakest Warlock I've ever known.
2: <laughs> I think I remember doing something similar. I think... Was it you or was it Frankie who ran a campaign where I got killed? I was playing a wizard at level one. I rolled, like, ones for my health, almost exclusively. And I think I got killed by an animated pillow.
0: Oh, uh, it was you. I think it was Frankie's campaign.
2: That's right. Yeah, I think it was Frankie's campaign. I got killed by an animated uh, chair or pillow or ottoman or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was a pillow. And the thing is, we it's because we rolled for our initial health, too, at that point. We were still, like, we didn't start out with max HP at level one. It was, roll for your health, if you do poorly, well, tough shit, <laughs> kind of
2: thing. We had some wild swings, yeah. And and that's the thing, I think, with Dungeons & Dragons, is that it's it's fundamentally going to be difficult because you can't know every rule unless you've played it for a long time. And so, you know, you just work with it, work work stuff out, and don't be afraid to look stuff up, even if it slows things down a little bit. You know, you don't want to be stuck in the book for every single instance and, and keeping pace for things is also kind of sometimes on the DM, sometimes you have to fly with it. Like if you're not, if you don't remember how many, back in 3.5, if, if you couldn't remember a table for like how much HP a door would have based off the thickness and material it had, sometimes if you just wanted to keep things going, if there was a lot of, a lot, of, a lot of ability checks, you could just throw a, a DC something like strength check onto breaking it down rather than having them hack away at it, having them deliver one mighty blow and see if it did enough damage to break through the door or something like that.
0: Yeah. 3.5 and Pathfinder, which was kind of strongly tied to 3.5, really had oh, yeah. a lot of tables for everything. Kind of give you an idea. I mean, of I liked stats it, but kind of. it's not for everybody. Out. Yeah. Um, I love how like there's a like a level thirty escape artist thing where you could like if you can fit your head through it, you can squeeze your body through it kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It was just ridiculous. Like the feats like, oh you can do this, you can do this. And the last feat was always something ridiculous.
2: Yeah. But they always try to have I, I feel like that, that whole min-maxing thing is something that I at the very least the game designers have been aware of for a, a long time. And there's always flavorful things that they try to include, like feats with flaws. You can take an extra feat, but you have to take a flaw or something like that. I can't remember. It's been a while, but um, yeah, we had something like that in 3.5 for sure. I remember feats and flaws. And then I feel like in... We didn't really play much 4th edition no. too terribly much. Uh, I remember in 5th edition we have character backgrounds, and you're given a lot of freedom there, as long as, but it gives you that uh, the, a way to tie everything in narratively. And you can also have just things happen to people. If you were, if you remember, we had uh, one campaign, I believe you were DMing,
1: Potentially,
2: you just, you just gotta tell me about that, uh, it.
0: <laughs> say what? You gotta tell me about what we're talking about, like what the yeah concept. Of- <laughs> I, I'm getting there.
2: It's uh, Ryan's character was a ranger, and his he his ranger had his arm torn off, and I can't remember if he was infected with lycanthropy or something like that. I don't remember how we handled it. I think we had to go like on a quest to get him a wish so he could restore his arm, but he was just a completely archer built uh, and he had to change things up. I forget how, I think we didn't do anything too novel, like find him a hand crossbow or something, but
0: we did, uh, you know, something that made sense, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. We went wild with it, but yeah. So sometimes it's important to remember that the story can impact the characters, not just their i don't know not just their gear but them them themselves and uh i feel like people forget that sometimes they're too afraid of that sort of permanency
0: yeah maybe I,
2: i'm not 100 percent sure
0: it's so. scary dude losing yeah. an arm losing legs i've lost legs in a campaign and i'm like okay well i'm gonna use my mechanical steed to just take me everywhere and it's like well if you get off of it you have five foot movement i'm like that, that's fine that's part of having no legs right now New, <laughs> newly no legs yeah,
2: people are are also incredibly attached to pets, familiars, that sort of thing too. Even if they can get them back, they are just deeply attached. Ben, Ben with his hawk, if you remember that one.
0: I don't. Did something? Did you do something to his hawk?
2: Uh, no, you you went to that island. Your ship got smashed by the kraken. You were all. You wound up on the islands. Uh, you wound up having wound up having to go into a volcano and down into like, pit, and then there was a like an underground tunnel. And there was a portal at the end of the tunnel, but Ben left his hawk outside. And he didn't want to have to go back through the dungeon. or Nobody wanted to have to go back through the dungeon to get just his hawk. So you guys went up leaving the hawk and going through the portal and took you back to the mainland. (laughs) That was a bummer. That was a bummer for him. He had to... I forget what he was playing. He was playing a ranger or druid or something. But yeah.
0: It's familiar. Bye-bye. Yeah, I remember, like... I don't know. I liked your in-game campaign stuff where we had like choices to make and the
2: mm-hmm.
0: all that stuff. Like Ben had a decision to either choose a PC or choose an NPC, and I think the PC was just being mean to him earlier, so he definitely just picked the NPC, and it was just a transformed pig or something instead. And the <laughs> he PC a polymorph pig, yeah. yeah polymorph pig, and the PC died or something. I don't know what happened to the PC. Yeah, he died. He fell down a hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and it was and those are some like tough decisions that I don't know if I could do that to my players yet. Like well it's so it's just really tough. I I I'm getting there though. Right, Alex? Yeah, it's hard. You don't wanna piss people off. Sorry. Sorry. No, you're good.
1: Oh no. You're we're we're human. It's like human things to get attached to familiars even if they are like pretend right i like to talk about harry potter because harry potter is a big part of my life and we are attached to those people and you know you you talk about those characters uh maybe not making it through the battle of hogwarts and people still have real visceral reactions like i think it's human to do those things and to have those attachments and you're trying to make a character have those same sort of feelings and reactions and I always have a pet in uh, my campaigns. I find something and it's mine. And, you know, sometimes it's been a goblin. Sometimes it's just been... (laughs) A
2: sentient being? What about an orphan child?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would easily. If I was given an orphan child, like, the orphan child would be here. Like, easily. Um, (laughs) It's going to have a home.
2: Yeah, or slave. It could be a slave. There you go. I
1: i there would be a line i do have lines in my snatching of creatures from their homes
0: well you you're know, better than half to the characters us. we had in college i think they were evilly aligned i don't know if they're evil aligned they
1: were
2: definitely evil they wanted to create an orphanage as a front so they could use the children as labor for a mine that's evil as hell <laughs>
1: Yeah, that definitely feels I
0: like. For, I forgot how it all tied in. I just remember orphans and mines. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. But let me just p- push the memory forward so I can figure it out.
2: You had a crate of gold, and you wanted to use it to set up an orphanage. <laughs> I'm like, no. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet. And then you like to use the children as free labor. This
0: wasn't me, was it? Was I part of this?
2: And that was Ryan. That was Ryan, Ben, and then you jumped on board with that. Uh
0: I am. I am. I am horrible. <laughs> I think I was a rogue. You know?
1: <laughs> sometimes you just have to have them help. Like their little tiny fingers can easily grab little tiny Those hard
0: know. to reach spaces. It's like the, yeah, it's like Snowpiercer. Just... <laughs> I don't know if you get that reference, Alex. If not, go watch no. Snowpiercer. That's okay. <laughs> Another and good yeah. film. Oh, Alex was getting to this idea of like pretend and feelings. I mean like i cried when at the end of uh what's called endgame i i started tearing up because of what happened like these are like oh yeah you know it's pretend but these these things that happen in front of your eyes and the emotions you attach to it because the time you invested into it kind of gives you this kind of like link to what's going on in front of you yeah with are you trying like to you skip do- the
1: spoilers for endgame as if anybody who's listening has not already seen Endgame.
0: I didn't. I mean, I was going to, but I just wanted to get to the point. But yes, look, I'll that's ta- our
1: childhood, Adrian. That's okay. what we. That's our. That's our part of the cinematic history of the world. That's us. We are the the Marvel cinematic universe.
0: I, Anyways, okay. Sorry. So, t- like Tom Holland's death killed me.
1: Uh okay,
0: All right. you're right. Yeah, maybe we, yeah. You no, know, hold we up, didn't. hold up. I'm not finished. I'm gonna tear up your feelings. <laughs> and then when he came back, and uh Robert Downey Jr. just like hugs him after he keeps talking and yammering. Yeah. that felt good. Cause he was a kid and he didn't know what happened, and he was like, "I'm sorry," and
1: I'm like, "Fuck." Adrian inside was like, let's shove him in a mine. He's got tiny fingers.
0: <laughs> that was 2010, Adrian. Okay, I <laughs> no, just kidding. 2013 Adrian. He didn't know about the troubles in the world. Or he was just <laughs> wanted to be blind to them. Yes, I thought of a bad thing and I did an imaginary game, but it's still probably bad now that I think about it. So I, <laughs> now in my games, I definitely wouldn't have child minds i would still include them i I mean as a player character but as my bad guys easy bad guy thing oh Oh, yeah god but i let them do both evil campaigns are also fun (sighs) i remember we did an evil
2: campaign that was horrible okay we didn't have established parameters and we got bogged down heavily in one literally we got off the boat the, we literally got off a boat in and the first town went to a shop and the the shopkeeper was like minorly rude <laughs> to one of us and we murdered him and then tried to figure out how to hide the body That's and then we, we tried burned. to like pretend like we owned the store <laughs> and then we went up burning it down and leaping out the windows and then like that didn't help because it just attracted the city guard they it, it went off the rails immediately
0: yeah I would not advise an evil campaign um, if you don't have now, parameters. Well, maybe
2: not at first, but they're still—they can be very much. They can very much be fun, I, especially I, if you have established goals. Uh, I don't know, like like summoning some sort of extra planar being, or or maybe conquest for some part of the world, or yeah. I don't know, some some sort of goal. Instead of if just you give like, them something, an incentive, a reward, because you know you can't just motiv- like evil can't be motivated abstractly would just just be evil it's the same no more so than good you can't just be like hey paladin go save those people because you're a paladin do it now yeah and then when they don't get upset when they feel railroaded it's it's this it's the same old story in D D. you can't lock people in and then be surprised when they get upset
0: i think that like as people who probably were normally just good characters for the most part, like, what's the worst thing we could do? That's what an evil person does. Like, no, they're, they're <laughs> yeah, manipulative. Yeah, they have some sort of, like, cause. They have a reason. We, we just stepped into evil's shoes and we're like, we're going to kill the town. Um, figure things out. And, like, this this is weird. So I think it was just, like, a weird like thing. Like, what do you believe evil is? And then you're just like, This is what evil is, and this is what evil does. And, you know, for someone who, like, doesn't have an understanding of, like, good character development for evil characters, they're just like, yeah, they're just naturally bad, and they do shitty things. I think that's the only premise we had.
2: And that is actually a good good point you bring up, I feel, kind of tangentially going off of that. It's important to understand good writing in general, not just... Like what, like what it means to be a good DM and have, if, if you're not doing like pre, pre-built campaigns and if you're coming up with stuff on your own, good writing is, a, is, is important, you know, having, having proper motivation for your characters, setting that up, something to make them invested in the story or to entice them rather than just saying, all right, you're here to save the village, save the village. Maybe you'll, you'll get some, some sweet, sometimes all it takes is some good loot, but usually, People need a little more investment in that if they're gonna, if they're gonna keep
0: playing. Yeah, it just depends on what their investment is. Like you're yeah. in this kind of small campaign that Kelsey Dion has, like three hooks: appeal to reward, appeal to discovery, and appeal to heroism. Like, okay, those are good three good hooks to depending on what kind of people you see in your party.
1: Yeah. Because not yeah.
0: everyone's going to want to just get a reward. Sometimes they want, like, I want a title. I want status. I want something. like, Or, like, you know what? I want to figure this out. And It just depends on who they're playing and what they want to do with that character.
2: True. True.
0: It helps when they uh, make their characters ahead of time. And they you
2: have some background and some motivation to work with.
0: Yeah, I think I was really bad at that. I I think I always made my character at the table.
2: (laughs) I mean, there's nothing wrong with that if you can think on the fly. Uh,
0: We're doing combat, and I'm like, I only have a dagger right now. I haven't bought everything else, so I'm attacking with a dagger. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Uh, is there a reason you're doing that? You're like a squishy fighter? I'm like, I haven't picked spells yet. (laughs) I'm going. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm the worst. Uh, I'm no, to... you
2: you did, you typically get your stuff set up. No, you're not that bad. Mikey does all his shit. He didn't even, like, buy his items. He just throws together the
0: stats. And then he and... asks you what he bought.
2: <laughs>
0: what do what, I what's have? In a,
2: what's in the basic kit again? What? How much weight should I be allowed to carry right now? I'm like, well, I don't know. What's your
0: strength? You have to do the math for him. What abilities do I have? I'm like, you made this character, dude.
1: Here's the degree is part of our podcast today all right put your phone on do not disturb when you go to bed
0: but what if they need me
1: who needs you
0: people at avail don't get in contact Uh me they'll Uh have to get in contact with somebody else who has to get in contact with me
1: okay that's not who they're not going to contact you through that phone and if they are then you put them on your favorites because favorites go through your your do not disturb or your sleep mode or whatever it is like they they will ring for you wow wait. but your random ass people my brother <laughs> i love him a lot but does that he will he messages me at like 125 in the morning because he's up and i was like i've been out for five hours by the time you text me like i am dead <laughs> so he texts at one and i text him at seven in the morning so like that's our relationship but from then from whenever I started doing all that, right, because the the iPhone has – I'm assuming there's an iPhone in your hand. Yeah, um, right now. They have a – I'm
0: figuring in out your, what you're saying right now. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So I'm even in your person. alarm settings, you can do the sleep and wake up time. It will actually put your phone on some sort of like sleep mode. So it's really harder to access anything in your phone because you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I should be sleeping right now. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready for bed. But then it automatically puts your phone on like do not disturb, so nobody can bother you.
0: Oh, like the sleep timer, right? The little like yeah. bed thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've messed with that. And
1: if it's an emergency and they call twice in a row, it'll it'll wake you up. Huh. It'll go off.
0: That's cool. But... That's good mm-hmm, to know. Mm-hmm. I I I feel like uh, the old person. Yes, now. I didn't know See, Daniel,
1: I refuse to be old. I refuse to not know, understand technology. <laughs> no, I just, I, you know, I have people in my life who like to stay up later than I do. I absolutely am ready for bed by 10 o'clock at night, and I am, I'm, that's it. That's my curmudgeony. I like to sleep, so let me sleep.
0: I love sleep, too. And I wish it could Man, and I could one... Can- Go ahead. I for one
2: can't wait till I'm gonna be old as shit, and I wake up at six, uh, just cause. <laughs> That'll be fun.
1: I... I've been moving my sleep, my wake up time back this week so I can get ready to teach. I'm currently at seven fifteen, and I need to be at 6:00. Wait, oh, six o'clock.
0: What?
2: Wait. Why? Oh, wow. Why do you have a class that starts at?
1: Like so I seven? start teaching second grade. So I start teaching in the actual school and it's a 45 minute drive to my campus.
0: Ah, uh, that's my Dad's so, drive right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's normal. So like Dallas, that's a normal amount of time to get anywhere.
0: Oh, uh, OK. yeah. But
1: I want the extra extra time to make sure that everything is prepped in the morning because I don't like staying after like at three o'clock. I'm done. I want to go home.
2: Oh, okay. What time do classes start? Eight? Uh,
1: seven, seven thirty. We like seven thirty, oh. and then school ends at three or three fifteen.
0: Huh. Interesting.
1: So maybe seven forty-five, because I think I'm at fifteen minutes before. My alarms on my phone are fifteen minutes before everything starts, so I have enough time because ADHD, and that's how we accommodate ourselves.
0: Yeah. I just show up late. I'm back. <laughs> I just wouldn't prepare. I would do it in the middle of the class. <laughs> do my home do today? Do today, okay. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I I graduated. I got a degree. That's all I can say. Okay. I put in no some work for you. Just not, just not in the right, like at the time. at I get like the, like the goal, the end. Like everything else in life, just like oh, wow, I have a week left? Fuck, okay, let's do this kind of thing. That's how I did with my college career because I didn't know any better. And I was a dumb young kid who played League of Legends and I'm not going to blame D&D for anything. <laughs> God, that was dumb. Remember Arc age Daniel? Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was stupid yeah we all failed that semester right yeah, we
2: can we can always redo a semester but archaeage that's forever
0: <laughs> oh boy i think that's the reason why i met alex i don't know maybe <laughs>
1: <laughs> it probably is
0: ah how the stars of fate have aligned so good Alright, Do y'all want to talk about anything else before we wrap this up? Oof.
2: Uh, I don't know. Any ideas? Anything else?
0: Alright, all I know is that I have to watch Monsters and Mazes, or Mazes and Monsters? Mazes
2: and Monsters. In fact, we will probably, you know what, since it's on YouTube and free, we should probably just get everybody to watch it together. <laughs> probably just stream it through Discord or something.
0: Sounds good. Me and you and the boys. And the boys! <laughs> and, and Alex boys. can come too. If she's not Thanks. already asleep. But that's pretty
1: normal for me to be and the boys and Alex. like That's on brand for my life.
0: <laughs> Which you've considered We're going yourself... to have a play and party.
1: It's going to be the boys and Alex. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm happy.
0: It's, it's your name. Your
1: female friend. Your
0: female friend. All right, let's wrap this up then. Thank you so much for coming in and talking with us, Daniel. No problem. Thank you for having me.
1: And thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. You can find us online at dndegreespod.com. Also, we have a Patreon, so please join us on our Patreon. We have several tiers. We have swag to give away. We're going to do one-shots and Q&As. And for the top two tiers, we have a private discord channel where we can chat and have some fun
0: well thank you all so much for listening my name's adrian
1: and i'm alex
0: go have some fun